Hello, and welcome to the Practical Shaman Podcast, where we have a real treat today. We have uh, Steve Bull and Sally Denning, who have written a very interesting book, and they're going to tell us all about it. But let me introduce you before we get into the book. Uh, Steve is holds a Master of Divinity, which is really very heartwarming for me, and a Master's of Clinical Social Work. He worked as a Christian missionary for 16 years, pioneering two works in the inner city of San Francisco as an outreach to impoverished Central American refugees, the other in remote parts of Eastern Oregon to cowboys and ranchers. Following his ministry, Steve worked as a psychotherapist for 19 years, holding a license in clinical social work. Steve also functioned as a social worker and chaplain for hospice over a number of years. Experienced in ministry, psychotherapy, and hospice motivated Steve to integrate this understanding of spirituality, religion, and his professional training through the study of shamanism. Wow, that's a mouthful. We're going to unpack that. (laughs) How are people healed who are deeply traumatically wounded on a soul spiritual basis, such as the veterans with whom Steve worked? How do people grow and enhance a connection to their spirit work during their lifetime and then easily cross to the next line? Well, we have a lot of questions for you. And Sally, uh, she comes from a very interesting, different kind of a background. So more of the physical background. She has had an intimate connection with the spiritual realm since childhood. Being involved in leadership capacities within the Catholic and Protestant churches she attended throughout the years, Sally had led retreat seminars, Bible studies, and other gatherings in lay and staff positions. For the last 20 years, she has worked as a licensed massage and bodywork therapist. Sally's private practice therapies are based on bioenergetics and polarity, which are ways of connecting and balancing the body's energies to bring both physical and life challenges into balance. She brings the power of spirit into each client's session, working to bring wholeness through intuitive, claircognizant healing. Sally enjoys time with her animals, family, and friends, baking and cooking delicious food, in creating beauty in her Sonora desert home environment. That's so interesting because in my last, I did a presentation today on a summit and I, I had it with the, the first slide was my mise en place, you know, the things in place for when you're cooking or baking. And so that particularly, uh, people don't always think of cooking and baking as a spiritual pursuit, but Sally, I'm sure you, you find it is, right? Absolutely. I, uh, when my, uh, when my daughter was young, I had this shaker and I always shook it over the food before I served it. And she's like, mom, what's that special spice? It's like, it's love. <laughs> I know when I used to cook, <laughs> I cook, people used to say that my food was cooked with love and I didn't, it took me years and probably into my shamanic journey to understand what this meant. And today we're here to talk about your new book, Jesus, the Ultimate Shaman. And I think that you both come from a very different perspective around this, you working in churches and you ministering. So I'm really fascinating to see, first of all, my first question when I was reading through the book was, why did you feel like this was an important book to write? I, I think each of us um, in our spiritual path through the years 
um, have come out of backgrounds where we have been in an organized faith church, whether it be Catholic or Protestant or whatever. And we kind of stepped out of that and um, realized there's a whole realm of people who are in those churches or who have left those church who are dissatisfied and they're kind of empty and saying there's got to be more than these rules and this box that we're being taught in. Um, and I think that we're reaching out to a group of people who are, are looking for answers um, that they haven't found. So my question is, are you, were you looking to help these people not step away from the, the church or were you looking for a ways to help them find value in the church? And I say that because I was working with somebody and um, who was very discontent with the Catholic church. And when I go to the Catholic church and maybe because I haven't been all that conditioned, I just hear the music and I feel the spirit and I feel alive. And um, when, you know, when they were using the word word, I put in the word wind and it worked out just fine for me. Mm -hmm. But clearly I'm not traumatized by that experience. So is this book more for people who have been traumatized or are you looking to help people take their, their experiences with the church deeper? That part was a little, that's the part that I'm really most fascinated about for me. That's a good question. I don't know if I really, uh, I, I would say both. Um, I think what, what I envision, or maybe Sally does, is, and we talk about uh, a box, and that box is sort of orthodoxy. And there are people that are struggling to get out of the box. So... We're not trying to persuade people to leave their Christian faith. We're, we're trying to uh, help those people deepen their Christian faith by realizing that there's a lot of stuff in the Bible that, that is about deeply spiritual things. I mean, the Bible talks a lot about spirit. And so uh, what happens is when, when often when Christians start tracking with things like spirit, the message they get back from people that are deeper in the box is, oh, you shouldn't go there. You know, that's that's demonic. And it's like, well, if it's demonic, why is it in scripture? Um, but then there are some people that have clearly left the box and and they don't want anything to do with, with, with Christianity. But the interesting thing is that Christianity has actually laid a foundation for them in terms of spirituality. So I think the book is sort of reaching both ways. It's a bridge to Christians to sort of help them that are standing on the outside of the box going, where do I go from here? And then it's, it's sort of reaching over to people that have may have come out of a Christian experience and said, um, here, here's, here's shamanism, here's spirit, and this is the way you can connect with it. But also sort of saying to them, hey, you know, the, this Christian stuff that you learned, maybe it's not so bad. <laughs> I agree. I've always enjoyed, I've always fostered in my client work that they pick one, that I didn't really care which one. 
like I had a catering business and they were Jehovah Witnesses who worked for me and I found them more deeply spiritual than, you know, the people who are always Renee with my hand out. And, and so with, and, and, you know, I was really excited when one young man started to do his tefillim every day, you know, in the Judaism faith. And, and so, and I work in the behavioral health industry, Steve, um, and I work for two young rabbis. They're in their thirties and they're Hasidic Jewish. Okay. And my one rabbi, he's a closet case. And, and it, it goes for the same thing of being a closet rabbi. When to me, the reason I'm working for this organization is because they have that kind of deeply committed spiritual and I'm there, let me brand you as a rabbi, <laughs> you know, like, let's come out of that box. Right. And I think that there's a real need for people wanting to come out of the box. So you 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 speak about, um, you know, Jesus having these these shamanic practices. Want to tell us a little bit about what some of those are? Your turn or my turn? Oh, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> um, Jesus, to me, was a whole being. He was wholly spiritual, and he was holy man. He understood it all. And in doing so, I think he used a lot of different tools to send his message of love, uh, acceptance of uh, morality, of all these things um, to people of all different walks of life. Um, and so our book talks about these different tools um, that can be learned by us. Um, and certainly there are lots of examples in scripture. Uh, for example, remote healing is one thing, which means that um, you're healing someone who is not present uh, physically with you. They're someplace else because spirit and energy doesn't have any boundaries. Um, so it flows from one to the other. And Jesus did that. Um, do you want to give examples of that? Well, he went out into the wilderness on a vision quest. I mean, that's the most vivid. He fasted for 40 days and 40 nights. And anybody that's done a really deep vision quest knows exactly why he did what he did and how he did it um, because uh, that was the kickoff for his his ministry but um, calming the winds and the waves was um, his way of interacting with the elemental spirits um, and then there's you know there's other things that he he did um, one of the criticisms that I received uh, when the book went out was Jesus was not uh, when it says Jesus, the ultimate shaman, which is kind of a tongue in cheek mm -hmm. uh, title anyway, <laughs> really. Um, I mean, we're not saying, Hey, he is the ultimate shaman. Um, one of the questions, the criticism that, that was leveled was that um, he had never been actually formally trained as a shaman. Um, but uh there's there's other people believe that when you tap into spirit like jesus was um you download that spirit information so i think he intuitively tracked with what shamans do because they learn that from spirit so whether you're le learning on an informal or formal basis i think you end up 
kind of doing roughly the same things, which apparently, from what we were taught, um, crosses cultures all around the world. It's, it's surprising, like when you read, um, oh shoot, what's his name? Um, book, big uh, anthropologist, big thick book by, um, I can't remember. You know, it, when you read through that, you see that these this these practices are replicated throughout multiple cultures around the world. So I don't I think that Jesus, you know, whether it's remote healing or vision quest or elementals or whatever he whatever he did, these these things were were very consistent with the way script uh, spirit um speaks to us about in a shamanic way. Well, I my book Winds of Spirit is about the wind. And yeah. Holy Spirit is a wind and Ruach is a wind, Nirvana is a no wind. And, and so we'll talk about going for direct revelation to there. You know, the wind started to speak to me. Of course, that was my drum speaking to me. The wind started to speak to me one day. And, you know, and, and like you said, those cross-cultural messages, you think wind is wind, but in each culture, the wind had a different job responsibility, a different a different way it showed up in that community. So um, I, I think that we're kind of talking the same language where, you know, they say the view from the top of the mountain is the same. <laughs> and um, today I was I was been interviewing. I interviewed somebody who's written a, a, an angel oracle book. And so I was thinking about how and it's a shamanic angel oracle and so i was thinking about your chapters about the angels and you know how angels are you know helping spirits i, I if did i get that right that you like that there's and i'd like to hear about this because this kind of piqued my interest about the the level of different spirits in the hierarchy mm-hmm. you were talking about is, is that the church hierarchy or the the spiritual hierarchy, the way you know it. Um, well, uh, if you do any outside reading outside of the Bible, um, there's a number of people that have, or a number of sources that talk about there being seven levels of of angels or spirits. Okay. The word angel just simply means messenger. Okay. So uh, we could talk about people who do. Uh, mail or postage delivery but when we talk about fedex we sort of narrow it down and it's when we talk about angels we're sort of narrowing it down so so the there's verses in the bible several of them that talk about the fact that there are millions of spirits that surround the throne of god and their their purpose is to glorify god but also to 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 help mankind to go out and accomplish um certain things and reading through the old testament even the New Testament, you know, you, you see times when angels show up and they do certain things. So one of the ways that they uh, help us is to bring us wisdom and uh, understanding and discernment and things like that. They bring us, they tell us how to heal, what needs to be healed, um, et cetera, et cetera. And since I'm one who was called to shamanism and, you know, had a spontaneous um, dismemberment sitting in a lecture with Hank Wesselman one day, and he was doing a lecture, not he wasn't doing any healing. And so I understand that, you know, that that those that call to to a, a person like Jesus. And I did like that you personified, you know, Jesus as the man and the savior, you know, because I think I think that that's 
I don't know if the the church has not done the best job on bringing out the the personhood of the the saints and the people. And you know, we're all here having a human experience. So you, how did you find yourself moved from your theological background to your shamanic background? Or I mean, it might not even have been a move. It could be an all-encompassing package. So I call it a move. Um, that was for you, more Steve. Oh, okay, okay. Sorry. Um, she never left hers. <laughs> yeah. Um, I think scripturally, when when Jesus says things like, "You see the things that I'm doing, even greater things you'll do," or when He took the apostles the 12 and then the 72 and sent them out to preach the kingdom say kingdom of god's here something's going on it's a big movement and then they gave him power to cast out demons and heal the sick which they came back and reported that they did um i think what we what happens is we contrast that with often what you hear in the church which is well jesus was god and he did those things. And because he's God, I can't do those things because I'm not God. Well, you actually, you kind of are. But anyway, <laughs> uh, you have the divine in you. You have that divine blueprint, that DNA. So I think what happened with me is I began to really struggle with the fact that if Jesus tells me that I'm to be sent out like he does in Mark 16, and you can do these signs and wonders as well as me, all of a sudden it says, well, maybe maybe we're seeing more of the human aspect of the Savior than we are just the super divine and only he can do it. So that that led me to start really seeking spirit. And then from that led me into shamanism for healing veterans. Very, very interesting, because, you know, we, we work a lot with veterans in our treatment program. So I understand some of the challenges with that. So, Sally, are you? Do you consider yourself self a shamanic practitioner too? It's yes, yes. I um, oh, yeah. I, <laughs> I have Iroquois ancestry, and uh, unbeknownst to me, many of these shamanic things came naturally for me through the years. Um, in two thousand two, I um, switched and got into um, body work and, uh, got licensed as a master massage therapist training in polarity and some different, as wonderful mentors along the way, people who taught me, um, about remote viewing, remote healing, um, seeing energy, um, being able to balance energy, looking into the body and saying, what is this problem? Okay, let's, let's heal it. And so for me, it's something I've been doing for quite a while. Um, and it's been wonderful being in a mentoring relationship with some people over the last couple of years who have helped build on these basic skills and giving me refined tools to do more of uh, my practice with people. So I have a question for you. So did, did you come into a cognitive dissonance in the rectory when you were working in the office? Did, did, did there come a pivotal moment where you said, huh, I'm not allowed to tell them about my clear audience or, you know, how do I, how do I balance these two worlds or, or was it a smooth transition for you? Um, it, 
it was a little rough because <laughs> there's things, especially in uh, in in my schooling, um, which was a fabulous program that brought spirit into the work and the respect for spirit in your clients. But even so, I was taught that there's a very clear boundary that um, you are not. I I was not as a therapist, according to them, to share a lot of these things. And so um, I, through my practice, began to ask people. It wasn't necessarily a revelation, I would say, but the hardest thing for me was figuring how to share with my clients the work. So uh, for example, um, I had one particular uh, client and we were doing body work and there was a spirit that came during the session and was talking to me. And he's saying, you gotta tell her about the box and the key. I'm like, and I'm thinking, okay, this person is way conservative. There's no way they're gonna <laughs> want me to talk about this person. But this this spirit just kept on and on and on. So I said, you know, uh, I have some information. Would you be open to me sharing about that with you? And they said, oh yeah. So I told the lady uh, and she sat up um, and she said, what does he look like? And I explained, he's got this beard and he's white beard. And I say, he sort of looks like Santa Claus. He's got these really twinkly eyes. And she's like, oh my gosh, it's my father. Mm. And we've been looking for this piece of jewelry for such a long time. We don't know where it is. And I said, well, I think it's in the box with the key. <laughs> so she brought me the next session. She brought me a picture and it was him. Oh. And um, so, you know, it's things like that, that uh, I have learned that it's okay to share and ask people if they're open to hearing. Because to me, that's the key. Some people aren't ready and you have to be uh, uh, sensitive to their willingness to be able to step out and say, wow, there's a spirit here talking to me. I mean, some people couldn't get that, you know, where to me, it's kind of a everyday kind of a thing. Yeah, that's great. Um, my first spiritual experience, well, one of my earlier spiritual experiences was with a nun who was leading a fire walk. And up in Syracuse, you know, the, the nuns in the rectory weren't, they were living on poverty level. And so this particular nun had learned some Reiki to supplement her income. Well, I'm sure beyond supplementing her income, but, you know, and so I thought, well, if a nun's doing a fire walk, you know, it sounds like a good idea to me. But I, I get those first early experiences on there. Like, I can't tell the person I'm seeing them in a cage with a tiger, you know, like what? That just sounds absurd. Mm -hmm. Lo and behold, he had been with, you know, a veterinarian who had tiger sleep and you just don't really know, you know, but you have to learn to trust those experiences. That's true. Trust but, so if I was, who's, who is your ideal reader? Well, that's a, well, in, in some ways for me, I don't know, how, how would you answer that? Um, I think the reason we named our book, the title we gave our book was to be kind of a shake, a shakeup factor for people. Mm -hmm. Because I think there's people who believe in Jesus, um, as we do, um, who are not sure about moving out into a shamanic realm. And then there's people who are in a shamanic realm that aren't sure about who this Jesus guy really is. So uh, I think as Steve said earlier, it's, it's kind of a, 
combined audience, I think for people who are searching for meaning in their spirituality and who have may have a background in some kind of religious uh, faith. What do you tell those people who, and it's been more the, of, of all, you know, some of the more stricter religions like the Mormons and I don't, and the Catholics that have really traumatized people's spirituality. What do you, what hope do you give to them? Well, we both come from a Catholic background and in fact, still attend Catholic. Yeah, yeah I was gonna, that was gonna be one of my questions because I, I'm, to me, that's amazing and I love it. It's the whole deal to me. Yeah, to me, it, it is all, it's all. Find us out. We have to say. <laughs> no, you know, I was, I was going to fess that out of you anyway, because I just think it's so, um, like I said, if you go into the, 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 the cathedral in downtown Cusco, there's the shaman sitting in the back row with their mesas. And, mm -hmm. you know, and if you look up at the sky, the, 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 the workers in the, the, the pictures on the, the ceiling oh, are chewing cocoa leaves. You know, they there was no separation between right. this is God and this is not God. This is all God. It's all yeah. God. That's such a great point. And I think that's the point we're trying to make is it's all God. Mm -hmm. It's all spirit. It's all goodness. Mm -hmm. And you can step out without fear um, and embrace and walk this path and begin utilizing some of these tools that are mentioned in our book not only for yourself, but for your loved ones, um, for your community, for your world. Mm -hmm. I so agree. I went a, a few. I went to a healer in Los Angeles, and we we got each other. And she was a, a faith prayer healer from her faith church group, and you know, a body worker is like you, uh, but a, a physical therapist. And we didn't, she didn't talk about what, you know, we love to talk about what we're doing and the magic we bring. And she didn't talk about it, but my neck that was out the next day was back in and, and we understood each other perfectly well. So I think a book like yours where to really talk that spirit transcends these silly little ideas we make up about it is so important. Yeah. If people can get that without being disturbed by some people will read the title, you know, Jesus and go, no. And that's unfortunate because, you know, Jesus was, if you watch, just bottom line was a holy man. Um, it's kind of what the church has done uh, uh, to Jesus. But Sally has a chapter in there. She wrote the chapter on intuition and listening. And I think it's just a great chapter right in the middle of the book that says, hey, this is really what this is about. The first part is sort of an introduction to shamanism and, you know, and stuff. But the, 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 the chapter that starts the second part is about intuition and listening. And everybody can do that. Mm -hmm. Everybody can step in and be, begin to tune in. So I, I would have to say that I don't know about an ideal listener. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say probably that more Christians would, would tend to read the book, even though I've had Christians that are, are very conservative and they, they just told me, you know, dude, you're going to hell. It's like, okay. <laughs> I'll <laughs> but, see you uh, there. <laughs> yeah. Good company. The standard response to don't, 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 <laughs> I don't want to grow. <laughs> you're going to hell and it's demonic. 
but uh, but no, it's it's uh, anybody that's that's um, wants to grow, wants to expand, you know, is moving up or through developmental levels. It, it could 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 track with that. So yeah. And what for you, Sally? Who would be whose whose hands would this book land in? I see it more landing not in people saying, "Oh Jesus." I see it landing in people that go, "Oh shamanism." <laughs> you know, um, that's way across the line. So I see it more as uh, focused towards people who have uh, a biblical background, who are in a faith who study scripture in whatever manner um, they do uh, to say that shamanism is a great tool. It's not a religion. It's a practice. It's an approach to life. And I think those people will find enrichment in, in that. Do you have a copy of your book there that you could hold up and show people by any chance or? Uh, I can get it. You can get it, yeah. okay. It's nice that there's two of you. I have a cat at the door and she's like, why won't you let me in? <laughs> I'm the ultimate shaman. Uh, this video is going out or just the audio? Uh, I do the video and the audio, but I, I tend more, more people listen to the audio than the video. So we're, okay. we're good either way. I, I, I would have combed my hair and gotten cloth. <laughs> oh, don't even worry about it. Well, I, you know, I, it's a, it's a, it's a 50, 50, maybe 70, listen to the audio. That's a great cover too. I love, I love that picture and all of that. So Jesus is the ultimate shaman and where's the best place for people to buy this book? Well, probably Amazon. Okay. Arms and Noble, uh, Amazon. Yeah. And what's your favorite part about writing it as a couple? Um, that we're still together. <laughs> <laughs> That's the truth. And where is Jesus in this plan? Yeah. <laughs> you know, that's the beauty of things is that we don't all have to be the same. No. We can all be different and be beautiful and complement each other. And so the best part of writing this book was to find the areas that we complement each other. Yeah, that's great. I'm, I'm kind of the more didactic teacher type and Sally's the go and flow. And so it's like, how do you reach the happy medium, <laughs> you know, where you're, you're just, uh, and so actually this, the contents, uh, well, it took quite a while to write the book because the first thing that I did was I, I wrote it more like a scholar, uh, teacher. And then, um, and then it went to, um, Jose Stevens, um, uh, the guy who runs power path, who we've been involved with, by the way, uh, and uh, and he read it and he said, well, that's nice, but <laughs> maybe you kinda, could kind of dull. Yeah, kind of dull. Maybe you could <laughs> think about, oh, by the way, let me refer you to. And so he he sent us to uh, a lady that um, is a, 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 a book crafter. And she said, it, it's really dull and it, it's not going to sell. <laughs> so she said, Sounds oh, like my editor. She said, I will help you reorient this whole thing if you work if you'll work with me if you'll do the work which i and we did i mean sat uh, i had had hip surgery and so i i was out of commission anyway so i just sat there and crunched and crunched all these chapters and then sally would get them and read them and we 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 got her 
done. Yeah, we did a lot of editing and mm -hmm. um, added a lot of uh, practicality. Mm -hmm. So, uh, and we tried to make it fun and mm -hmm. interesting for everyone by telling stories, some of our stories of, of events and experiences. Yep. So it's an easy read and I think it's a fascinating it and a fun read. And, and I would just say that I, I went through it and like there was pieces, okay, like, is that important to me? And I kind of, oh, but that's an interesting story. And, you know, and I, and I think that you did a great job of combining the scholarly with the story and, and you, and what I really liked was on there, oh, they had a book crafter at the beginning because that first chapter that told you exactly what I was going to get throughout the book was really helpful too and where I should go look for it if those are the parts I was looking for. So I really recommend people picking this book up and especially anyone who's a, a shamanic practitioner or a healer who works with people who come out a little bit traumatized from a church experience mm -hmm. because spirit is everywhere and and it's in the rocks and the trees. And, and I think you did a beautiful job of conveying that. Would you like to each leave us with one final thought? Thank you. Um, many blessings to everyone who reads it. May they find fulfillment uh, and enrichment and in their lives and uh, beauty in the path that they walk. But we're in times that are um, difficult and mm -hmm. challenging. And I hope that at this point in time, it would lead people to peace mm. and walking their path. Beautiful wish. And Steve, do you want me to learn? No, Steve, you want me to learn some Bible scripture? I, I mean, let's get real. Verse this, verse that. <laughs> I think for me, uh, the book, benefit of the book, the hardest thing it for me has been to develop a language that I can use to explain to people why we do what we do. And the more I work on developing that language, the easier it gets for people to not just hear the word shaman and go, whoa, you know, it's like, what's that? And then we start kind of explaining about stuff and then they kind of go, oh, oh, okay. I, I think I can get that. And, 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 and so my prayer is just through through your podcast and and books and everything um, people will find their way to to spirit to peace uh to a, a deeper fulfillment because like sally said i think these days are are tough it seems so divisive and to me if you don't if you don't have what you have inside yourself you know, Jesus said the kingdom of God is within you, then, wow, you're just rocked by everything that's outside. And it gets really tough, you know, for people. So thank you for doing what you, and thank you for inviting us thank on you your program. Much. Oh, I'm really glad and, and that we patiently got to it. But I have, you just pushed me one more time. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, wait, that's okay. Because it's funny that you're wanting people to, to be able to, to reconcile with the word shaman. And the way that I'm thinking is, like, I see people needing more to recon uh, you know, reconcile with the word Jesus. Then, so I think that there's probably a really nice, happy medium in here. And I'm going to dive into your book a lot more and really pull from the wisdom of because I've always wanted to read the scriptures all the way through and I've never had a teacher you should you should take a group of people to church 
you know, let's explain the ceremony, what's going on, and like, you know, that this, there's more of. So I think there's a really beautiful blending here, and it's really a pleasure to meet you both. Thank, Thank you. you so much. Thank you. Thank you for your life, too. You're very welcome. And for the home listeners, please share your questions and comments. And and I think this is, there, there's a big conversation here, and I look forward to hearing more about it.